Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy, Allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads, generally, for most people, are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical new user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hi, I'm Pav. And I'm Neil. And welcome to the Top 10 of Anything podcast. Let's start the countdown! 10, 9, Can you imagine? You work hard in the music biz, you finally get a massive hit, maybe even a number one. You've made it. Now it'll be nothing but sex, drugs and rock and roll. Then as time goes by, that's it. It's your only hit you ever have. Here am I with 10 number one wonder facts. Yes, right. I've got to do this by myself, so bear with me. Okay, the Macarena is the number one selling one hit wonder. Number two, 60 artists who hit the top of the Billboard chart faded into obscurity after hitting number one. The earliest known use of the term one-hit wonder occurred in a Winnipeg paper describing ABBA. Nana's 99 Luftballons was recorded in just one hour. The Buggles lead singer and producer extraordinaire Trevor Horn has said it would take 26 people to accurately perform Video Killed the Radio Star live. It is National One Hit Wonder Day on the 25th of September each year. Let's kick it! Thank you very much for that. The Lion Sleeps Tonight was a one-hit wonder for the Tokens in 1961 and also a one-hit wonder for Tight Fit in 1982. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Mambo number five. Terry Jack's one-hit wonder, Seasons in the Sun, was an English-language adaptation of a 1961 Belgian song, Le Moribond, The Dying Man, by Jacques Bray. M's British musician Robin Scott attended Croydon College of Art with Malcolm McLaren, the man who brought us the Sex Pistols. And finally, number 10, Joe Dolce's only hit, chart topper Shut Up Your Face, kept electro-pop classic Vienna by Ultravox from getting to number one in 1980. There we go. Oh, goodness me, there's so many bits and bobs. I should be an octopus with all the things going on there. Welcome. Top 10 one-hit wonders. And I'm here with a guy. Now, he is a first. He's the first um, Patreon subscriber that I've met out in the wild that isn't somebody that I know, if that makes sense. One of our American friends. Ladies and gentlemen, will you please welcome Brandon? Normally there's me and Neil clapping. <laughs> How you doing, sir? I'm doing all right. How about yourself? Yeah, no, you've been poorly. You've been, you've had the old COVID, haven't you? Yeah, I'm on. Excuse me. Oh, uh, yeah. I'm, I'm, on, I'm on the mend. There it is. I'm on the mend. Uh, I'm on day seven or eight, so I'm getting ready to go back to work tomorrow. Um, but yeah, this is a this is a good last day off. <laughs> good, good, good. Now let's we we, were, we should fill people in a little bit. Now I can't remember when it was. When was it? It was it was late last year. 
Yeah, like um, the last week in November is what November. I was. November. So you made, you, made, you made a trip. I can remember sort of way back, you were talking about the fact that you were going to go and see Swindon Town play, which is a local <laughs> professional football club um, where I live, about 15 miles away. And I said, God, wouldn't it be cool if we could just meet up? Now, I didn't realise that it was going to end up with me picking you up, going to a gig, you getting um invited to a wedding you having i mean the things that the guys were shouting at you to do were was incredible you know i mean all i could hear when i was trying to sing was brandon get your cock out that's all i could hear people shouting <laughs> and for the for, for the reference i did not <laughs> no you did not that uh, is true that is true. no but it wasn't wasn't too bad of a night for uh normally a really antisocial shy person so <laughs> i mean you did well for someone that is that's why, like, if you say antisocial and shy, I mean, you you were sort of legendary that night. I mean, it didn't really matter what I was doing. I mean, all the guys there, like you say, and, and just just sort of fill everybody in in regards to the wedding because you got a wedding invitation, didn't you? No, I did not actually get the wedding invitation. I, I have a feeling it may have been um, a little bit of a booze fueled invite. Um, and when he did invite me, uh, he was actually drinking at the pub with his fiance and his uh, future in laws. Right. And so when he did invite me, <laughs> the in laws were with an eyesight over his shoulder going, no, no. And I was like, yes. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it, it was it was a wild night. I just I happened to chance up there. Like you had said, I had gotten that far. Why not go an additional 15 miles more up the road? And exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And so I, I wouldn't it? have it any other way. Yeah, because you went when where did you go after that? I think you went Edinburgh and then did you go to Barcelona? Yeah. You, you went all yeah, over so the place, I, didn't you? I did a couple weeks, um, about a week and a half or so in London. That's kind of when I made it up to the Cotswolds, your area. Um, and then I went up to, uh, excuse me, down to Barcelona to meet my partner for six days and then back up to meet the old parents up in London to go to Edinburgh for five days. So Excellent. It was a good little trip. I bet it was. I mean, you yeah, were all over the place, but it was um, it was really, really good to meet you. It's so nice. I yeah, mean, likewise. it's great with Zoom to obviously get a chat to people and stuff, but it's kind of a little bit, it, it fucks with your mind a little bit. There's one of the you're actually there, you know, and like you're yeah. in my car and we're chatting away. It's just it was really really strange, but it was such a yep. good night, and I'm I'm just like it was all the best to be able to actually meet you and say hi. So so yeah, thank you very much for that. That was wonderful. Um, be, before we actually go on to the top ten, we have a Patreon uh, subscriber, a new one to say hello to. So a uh, Maria Pereira. I'm sure oh, I hope I'm saying that. Hey, Maria. Um, thank you very much for joining the gang. Um, <laughs> and she is UK based now. So we're going to try. I'm and jealous. Get, yeah, we're going to try and get a. Um, I know it's the other podcast, a cup of tea and a chat. But we're going to try and get a, um, the British tea baggers. Sorry, top 10 listeners. Well, you'll have to listen somewhere else to explain what that means. Um, but we're trying to get a, we're going to try and get a UK meter for sorted for that. But that's, uh, that's nothing. So Maria, thank you so much. Uh, you're going to be on the podcast in a few weeks time. So right. yeah. So thank you very much for that. Um, right now, this is going to be an interesting one because <laughs> the UK US kind of not divide, but the different versions um, especially of something like a one-hit wonder, I think is going to be quite eye-opening for people. Um, I've seen on the honourable mentions, people have mentioned certain things, and I'm going, well, that could never be a one-hit wonder because they're they're like massive in the UK. And it must be vice versa, I'm sure, for some of the ones that I've got in my thing. So how hard was it, Brandon, for you to get your top 10 together? Uh, as, I, as I told you before we started recording, I had had my list kind of set in stone, I thought, um, about a month ago. Um, and the changes that I've made between now and then, it looks completely different. Um, as late as like 11 o'clock last night, I was second-guessing myself. And it, it's, it's a bunch of songs that I love and like and songs that I think were impactful to music and to my musical taste. But it was also trying to figure out if they actually were one hit wonders like you said and if i'm gonna get screamed at in the comments <laughs> yeah now i'm sure um we've got a couple of people that are very good at fact checking the stuff that we mm -hmm. talk about i've already been uh, um told off a couple of times that some of the things i've said have been wrong so if any of them aren't one hit wonders there will be someone out there that will tell us that they're not so we will apologize now just in case but we're going by what we have researched i'm sure both of us i mean i've looked and so from what I can see, they are all one-hit wonders. Let's just see how it goes. So, Brandon, give us your number 10. I'm going to try and play a little bit of the song as well as we're talking. Okay. So so mine was actually played in the intro, uh, and it's uh, Video Killed the Radio Star by The Buggles. That's my um, number five. 
it, uh, it, it came out a little bit before I was uh, on this earth, um, but obviously the song really resonated for years and years and years through all the music video history um, as that song that started MTV, that song that kind of launched the music video, um, kind of changed how we consume music. Um, yeah, so that's, uh, that's my number 10. So, yeah, because what I'm trying to, what year was it? It was 1980. Uh, 80? 1980, yeah. yeah. And I think this was the first song they played on MTV, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and obviously Trevor Horn, as I said in the in the facts as well, Trevor Horn ended up uh, being like an amazing producer, producing Frankie Goes to Hollywood and so many sort of seminal songs that just were like the soundtrack of the 80s, you know. Um, yeah. So, so whereabouts did it get in the charts? Do you know where it got into the charts? On, I actually don't. I actually am not sure. Um, I, I actually don't have any clue at all. I know oh, it was right. the one song that got radio play over here, but I don't know the chart number. Right, because it was a number one again in the UK, but again, their only hit. So it's yeah. like, it, but it's such a good song. It's such a good song. It's it's catchy. It's so catchy. <laughs> yeah, I think that's the one thing I've noticed about all of these one-hit wonders is that they are all really, really good. And it's amazing that somebody can write like a really, really catchy song, but they can't do it again. Or it's maybe it's just lightning in a bottle, right time, right place. Yeah. Yep. I, I don't know, but um, it's a great one to kick us off. And I, there's me saying, I don't think we're going to get many duplicates. <laughs> straight <laughs> first one. Spoke too soon. <laughs> straight away. Yeah. I mean, let me have a look. I, I've got two or three that are just real English ones that I don't even know whether you would have heard, which which may be like number 10. The One and Only by Chesney Hawks. Now, have you heard of that one, Brandon? I have not, no. Shame on me. Okay. So it was... Um, now, he did end up having, I think, a couple of other like very, very minor, like low 70s minor hits. Um, but this was the song. And to be fair... He's still, I, I, I noticed on some write-up about him that he's got a, or it came out last year, a five CD, 60 track, like respect, retrospective of his career. Okay. And I'm thinking it must be this song like 60 times. Because Re- remixed him, yeah. Yeah. What else has he got <laughs> to do five albums? Unless it, I mean, I know that he. That's baldy. You know, it is. <laughs> I mean, yeah, wow. but there's there, there was a local um, uh, like pop festival in the summer, and I think he played at that. And they get a lot of these bands that have had one sort of hit, but they play I don't know what else they play. Um, seem, but apparently he's a lovely guy, and I think he's just basically embraced his one hit. It, um, he ended up be hit, being a star in a movie as well with Roger Daltrey called. I can't remember what the movie was called. But I think that's where the song came from. And that song is written by Nick Kershaw. Do you know who Nick Kershaw is? No, I don't. Yeah, he was a a, a big 80s um, uh, well, singer-songwriter, but it was like synths and, and guitar. Okay. Um, it was always like, uh, he was always um, confused with Howard Jones, who was another 80s, right. um, like, well, spiky hair. Basically, that's what it was. It was all, it was all about spiky hair. So uh, yeah. Um, okay, so you're number nine then, Brandon. My number nine is Chumbawamba Tub Thumping. Oh dear, that was so close to going in mine. <laughs> it was so close because this was a massive hit in America, wasn't it? Yeah, it was, and that was one of the reasons I picked it. Um, most of them on my list are ones that I have memories about. Um, Nine and ten for me kind of are to me quintessential and impactful for music. Um, but yeah, this this one definitely when I think of one hit wonder because I guess because of my age, Tumblewamba is just yeah, tub thumping is the way to go. <laughs> and it's catchy. Um, it's just it's like a sports anthem of the highest degree still to this day and age. Yeah, and it's it's um wow well, you perfectly summed it up in regards that it's a it's a song that almost you feel like could be on a um in a sports stadium and all the all the crowds yeah. cheering it out yeah it's, absolutely it's, it's another great <laughs> cheery well i say cheery song but it's just that lager drink cider drink bit that i played in the uh yeah. in the drops it's very very catchy well i'm i'm surprised i must admit because that's too that 
song was probably in my 12, 13, 14. So it was very, very close to being in my top 10. Okay. Um, so in America, so there's a lyric that was just then, like pissing the night away. Mm-hmm. Would they play that on the radio? Or would they would they sort of edit that little bit out or get them to change it? I think back in the day when it came out at first, I think it was actually censored or it was changed. I think it was edited. Right. Um, which is, yeah, if it had the same meaning or uh, connotation here as it does there, I don't think they would have edited it out. But I think here they just didn't know what to do with it. Uh, so, yeah, I do remember it being edited early on. It may not be anymore. Um, it may not have been for the last 20 years, but when it first came out, it was. Right, because the one thing I've always wanted to uh, ask Bean, which I've never, I, I probably w- will try to sometime, is when I've listened to Kevin and Bean um, from K-Rock, they say things like piss, and they'll say bastard, and things like that. Now, you wouldn't get away with saying that on the BBC, but obviously there are other words that, you obviously not the F word, you can't say that on the radio. Yeah. But I, uh, there, there obviously is difference in regards to what those swear words mean in America to the UK. Yeah. Like, uh, when somebody hears says I'm getting pissed, it just means I'm getting mad. And there's no reason, there's no reason to, to bleep that out. You know, there's no reason to sense that here, but if you're, if it's a song from a foreign country and they're talking about pissing the night away, it could mean urination. And I think that's what they're thinking. I, I don't know. I, I don't right. know the logic as to why they bleep certain things and not others. It's, it's, it's really dumb. <laughs> it always used to make me laugh when they would call like on on the radio when I heard the podcast would like they call someone a dick. Mm-hmm. Yet you're not allowed to use that word when yes. you're talking about like someone's appendage, I, are you? Yes, exactly, exactly. <laughs> but it's sort of the same thing. It's the same word. Yep. Yeah, it's really really strange. Um, <laughs> but that's another good one. That's another good one that could quite easily have been in my top ten. Right, this is one of the ones that I don't think. Um, yeah. I see that part of me thinks that this now is also probably quite racist as well. This is this is <laughs> Shut Up Your Face by Joe Dolce. This is my number one. And this is the song that stopped um you, uh, Ultravox from getting Ultravox, to number one yeah. with Vienna, which is one of the, like one of the greatest songs ever written. Now I don't know if I can get the the original version, because I don't even know if you can get the original version anymore. But it was a <laughs> Oh, here we go. Yeah, here we go. It's, um... Yeah. Have you heard this one before, Brandon? Yes. You have heard this? Oh, good, right. I, You're we not going to tell watching... me this is your number one, is it? No, it's not on my list. We were just watching uh, the morning show, the show on Apple TV here with Jennifer Aniston, and right. Steve Carell's character goes into this and sings a bit of this song, and I was like, that can't be real. No. And yeah. yeah. Yep. Steve Carell sings this. Oh my! Yes, goodness. and it's done in a humor kind of a bit, but um, I mean, he's already so far disgraced on that show. Spoiler alert! Um, right, but yeah, it, it's it, yeah. I, I was like, this can't be a real song. And it's not sure just the fact it that it's it's a ridiculous <laughs> song. I mean, it's also yeah. the fact that it kept Ultravox, you know, kept Vienna off yeah. of number one. Yep, is it in this really very sort of somber and. Uh, you know, classicals kind of tune, yep. and then shut up of your face. Is the shut one up of your face. <laughs> well, it's nice that you've heard it. That's one thing, yeah. I suppose. But um, oh goodness me, yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> I, I did kind of think should it should it go in there, but then again, I've got another song that is probably a little bit racist <laughs> as well. So I'm not doing well so far. So anyway, that was my number nine. <sighs> right, save me, save me, Brandon. What's your number eight? All right, number eight. Um, this song was uh, very meaningful to me uh, for memories only, um, but it's uh, Macarena by Los Del Rio. All right, okay. And uh, back in 98, I believe, I think it came out in 97, um, but 98, uh, I follow a baseball team here in, uh, when I was born and raised in San Diego, and we were at the World Series, and I swear to God, looking around like a little kid, the stadium was full of three or four million, <laughs> three or four million middle-aged white women um, doing the Macarena, doing this dance. And it was just, I'm looking at my mom going like, what are you doing? And it was just the funniest damn thing. And it's one of the memories for me. It's, it's something I have from the childhood, like going to sporting events, with the family and stuff. And this stupid song, stupid, amazing song, stupid song came on. And all these people around us just doing this, doing this damn dance. And I just never, I never got it. But anytime I hear it, it's flashbacks to baseball with the family. And it's very, it's, it's cool. Whereabouts was that? that you said? Uh, this is in San, uh, in San Diego. I grew up down there with the, the Padres, who were historically an absolutely terrible baseball team. Um, and it was their second World Series ever against the Yankees from New York. 
and we were getting our butts kicked, but this song came on and nobody cared that we were about to get swept. <laughs> like, it was, it was great. And like I said, it was every single human being I could see with an eye shot was doing this damn dance. And it's still just, it makes me chuckle every time I hear it. I'm going to have to look and see if that's on YouTube and put that on the video play this. There must, someone must have taken some video. So what year would that have been? Videos. This was uh, like 98, but uh, okay. you know, the stadium was packed about 60, probably 62,000 people or so. And it was, yeah, it was sad, but it was yeah, yeah. Sad, sad in a really good entertaining way. If I'd have known that on when the night I was doing the gig, I would have put that song on <laughs> so that we could have got everybody to do the Macarena in the pub. That would have been fantastic. That would have been great. That would have put a massive smile on your face there, and that would have been great. Um, okay. Yeah, I mean, I always put this... It always seems to me this was like a novelty record, wasn't it? It was It was something that... Well, it, it obviously works well, like, in the the holiday places and, mm-hmm. and the beach sides and stuff like that, you know, discos, obviously yeah. they must love it. And party, it's a party, party song, isn't it? That's what it is. It is. They, and they had a lot of, uh, they had a lot of songs um, that were great and that charted outside of the U S as well. But this was the one that caught on and it did cu- catch on kind of as a novelty song. Um, and I'm pretty sure it means something to have something to do with stepping out on your wife. Um, it, it's something like, yeah, I, there's some kind of connotation about, uh, he's in trouble. And I don't remember the whole, the whole bit, but yeah, look it up. <laughs> yeah. We'll have to look at the, yeah. Find the, uh, find the lyrics for it. But yeah. it, it did, it did quite become quite the, uh, kind of the party favor more so than an actual song. Right. Right. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to try and find the footage of that and I'll put it in the Patreon video playlist and you never know. We might even see young Brandon there somewhere. <laughs> <They're> like, the, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> <macro>. Hiding. <laughs> um okay uh my number eight is a song from uh 2012 it was also number one in the uk uh their only hit and it's somebody that i used to know now i don't know if it's is it gotcha i think is that what they call uh, got, it yeah gotcha gotcha yeah. something like that um now there's two other versions of this that i find like i mean it's a great song and the 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 vocals are fantastic in this yeah but there was a, a version like a parody version that somebody did of george lucas and it was, uh, I can't remember what the name of the song was, but it was like really, really funny. It was all Star yeah. Wars related. And um, and then there's also, um, is it what are they called? Oh God, I've forgotten. What, walk walk Off the Earth? Is it something? Yeah. It's, it's like they're, they're all around one guitar. Yeah, 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 yeah. Walk the Earth? It's, Maybe it's sort of walk, walk the Earth. Walk the Earth? Walk the Earth, I think walk the Earth yeah. Walk the yeah. Earth. And it was the first video I ever saw of them. And it's it's four people just around one guitar yeah. and they're singing this song and it went viral and then they've they've done loads of songs like yeah. that and it is yep. they are fantastic they are such good musicians i'll put that in the video playlist as well because that is fantastic so at least he's fond hit for other people <laughs> well exactly i mean that's again a lot of these i'm sure a lot of these people that have had these one hit wonders have made their money on those yeah. one songs yeah. uh, but then you also have the fact that a lot of them will get used for adverts and covered and I'm sure it's that, you know, a lot of these people, they're not complaining that they've just had one hit song because they've yeah. had one hit song. You know, I've never had a hit song. I don't know, Brandon, have you ever had a hit song? Not, not that I know of. Not that anybody <laughs> told me. <laughs> Maybe the they, have, the they, mail. Haven't been, they haven't been sending you the checks, have they? Right, right. Yeah, they need to send you the checks quick. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Yeah. So I'll put those in the video playlist as well. Uh, right. Give us your number seven, then, Brandon. Number seven is uh, by a group called Face Hog. Uh, in the meantime, and they're uh, U- all from the UK, I believe, but they formed in on the East Coast. They formed in New York, I think. Um, but it's just a really catchy kind of David Bowie-esque inspired hit and yeah lots of memories um from this one my dad loved the song so driving to and from uh school in the morning in his dirty ass work truck um he always had uh he always had something like this blasting and yeah the song always gives me um gives me happy thoughts okay um any idea what year this was uh maybe 96 95 okay it sounds it sounds very 80s didn't it? It's, it sounds very. It, well, it does. They're, they're they're all about um, like David Bowie is one of the big inspirations. So they've got that kind of spacey sound to it. And, oh, I mean, yeah, I recognize Hogs. this song. Yeah, yeah. Someone's used this for. Uh... Wasn't this on the Ant Man latest Ant Man trailer? Yes, yeah. Uh, that woohoo bit. But it I, was I like, jumped oh, to yes real quick. I think it was. Yeah, 
If not that, then it might have been Guardians of the Galaxy. It could have been Guardians of the Galaxy. Now, yeah. Oh my God! Yeah. What a great tune. Yeah. I had no idea that's what it was called or what who that band was. <laughs> so, thank you for that, Brandon. That's, I, that's... I told my dad I was picking that one, uh, picking that one in reference to him, and he was touched. He was. <laughs> I bet. He's like, don't you remember me? <laughs> I bet. That's one thing that's like the the gift of music, isn't it? Is that it can it can put you in a place. And I've said it a million times about certain songs from 1977, for me, that will take me straight back to that moment in 1977 yeah. when I heard that song. And I even bring back smells and and just feelings of a particular song. So thank you, Brandon, for that one, because I now know who that song is by and what that song is called. Wonderful. Excellent. Okay. Um, that's your number seven. Let me get that back to normal. Right. My number seven... Okay, now I don't know if this is racist. <laughs> it's always good to start off like that. <laughs> I was going to say that's that's not a way in twenty twenty three you want to start start a, a sentence saying it in a podcast. But there's a song by Carl Douglas in nineteen seventy four. Nineteen seventy four seemed oh. to be a year for one hit wonders, without a shadow of a doubt. I've got one, two, three. I've got three in my top ten, all from 1974. Uh, but this is Kung Fu Fighting by Carl Douglas. I can remember buying, well, not, not buying this because I was only five at the time. It's not racist, is it? I mean, the, 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 I don't know. Would you class it as? I, I, I <laughs> wouldn't want to answer the question. I wouldn't, pers- I wouldn't personally, um, but I, uh, I, I wouldn't be surprised if someone did. <laughs> I'll say yeah. that, yeah. Oh, I mean, that's my final answer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's obviously showing stereotypes, isn't it? It, it is. Yeah. I mean, it's it's got a it's got a great groove to it, and it was the only hit that Carl Douglas ever had. Um, and I, because his first name's the same as my first name, I tend to want to give him a little bit of a, <laughs> um, a thing. And I, I suppose you can trot out the same thing. That it's well, it was a different time. Yeah, it's always a different time, yeah. <laughs> it's, that's it. It's almost like you're using that as a cop-out, aren't you? That, right. uh, oh, I'm using that as a cop-out. But, but anyway, well, that's my number seven, and we'll, <laughs> we'll move on from that a little bit. It's a great song. It is a great song. But maybe, you know, maybe going through the stereotypes of that is a little bit uh, too much. Should we start the podcast again? Maybe I'll, I'll, let me redo my top ten. Fix, fix it in post. <laughs> yeah, we'll fix it in post. Yeah, for some reason we'll have lost. We'll, we'll lose the internet signal just as I'm about to say my number seven. Perfect. Uh, yeah, go on then, Brandon. Your number six, then, please. Uh, so my number six is, I think, from early two thousands, maybe two thousand one. Um, it's "Days Go By" by Dirty Vegas, and okay. it's uh, here. It was pretty big it was definitely the only thing they had um it was a just a catchy song i don't know how high it charted um it was definitely played on the radio stations all the time in southern california um but it's just a catchy song i think it was used in a mitsubishi commercial vehicle commercial or something like that um but yeah i just for some reason that song every time i hear it it's one i, I turn up and i not typically my style of music at all um but i will not turn it off <laughs> can't say i recognize it i must admit but then i said that about space hog and then all of a sudden the chorus kicked in and i, I was gonna say give it a second until it gets to the commercial part of its song but <laughs> give it a minute i'd say before the commercial part right and you're saying this was like what was this like late 90s or no i think it was 2001 or 2002 oh right okay Possibly. yeah it was right i remember i finished uh high school or secondary school in um 2001 and i think it was right after that I think it sounds a little bit familiar. And it's kind of a depressing song. It's kind of, it's about just like love and lost and um, falling apart, just life falling apart. But it's, uh, I don't know, it's catchy. I've always thought it was catchy. It's one of those songs for me that I kind of wish they had had a little bit more uh, material put out. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to, I'll check that one out. Um, The one thing that gets me is like with the amount of, it's got to be so lucky. You've got to be so lucky even to get a one-hit wonder. Yeah. Because if you think of how many songs are written and how many songs are released, and especially these days with the fact that 
you know, anybody with a computer and a keyboard can make a song and put it up. I mean, Billie Eilish, I think her first song, wasn't it? It was just something that she did in her and her boy, uh, boyfriend, her brother did in the, yeah. in their bedroom and boom. And I know that there was a couple of very famous one hit wonders. There was a song called Your Woman by White Town. I almost picked that song. Did yeah. you almost pick that? And that I was a guy <laughs> just in his bedroom playing yeah. on his uh, like musical keyboard and recording a song. And that became a massive number one. But yeah. it was like a just one and done. And... Yeah. It's, it's, is it timing? Is it? I don't. I think it's got to be timing, hasn't it? It's got to be in the right place at the right time with the right song. It's. It's. I feel like they're all songs that just kind of scratch an itch. They're all songs that just step away, kind of from the mainstream, just enough to be catchy but still be accepted, and yeah. then that's it. And then nobody needs to go back to that. They've had it. They've heard it. They're done. But yeah, yeah it's. It's got to. It's got to fill. Fill a void, I guess. And like I said in the in the the intro, it must be for for say a band that has maybe been together for years and years, and they get that one hit, and they must be thinking now the money's gonna roll in, it's gonna be let's let's go and we're gonna be rock stars, and then it never yeah, happens again. We've it, made it. Yeah, it must be. <laughs> it must be like I say it must be great to have a one hit wonder, but it must be heartbreaking. Say you like no disrespect to Chesney Hawks, but like. Then you bec- you get to fifty, and you're still just known for that one song. Yep. <laughs> I don't. I don't it, know. It's a roller coaster. It's it, it, you're putting in the work, and you're not getting paid oh, for years, if not a decade, and then all of a sudden you hit the highest highs, and then nothing. Yeah. That's, yeah. Oh man. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Like I say, I've never been in that position. So I mean, there might be some people that think. I'm I'm getting paid, I don't know, so many thousands of pounds a year, royalties yeah. for that one song. It's enough for me not to have to get a normal job. So it's fantastic. And right, then right. you can't complain <laughs> about stuff like that then, can you? Uh, it's not right. the worst problem to have. <laughs> it's not. No, absolutely. Uh, so my number six, um, I did mention it again in my uh, facts at the start. Uh, this was originally called 99 Luftballons, uh, but it was Nana and 99 red balloons now Nana, i don't know if you ever have you seen Nana. uh i've seen pictures of her yeah yeah there, there was two things about her one oh so this came out in 1984 so i was 15 at the time and uh, i thought well that's a nice looking lady that's an, and I was watching her and she was singing the song and dancing away. And then the next minute she puts her hands over her head and she's got hairy armpits. And I'd yeah. never seen a woman <laughs> with hairy armpits before. And I didn't know how to feel. I, I, didn't, I thought that's not right. But she was like really, really nice. But she had like, and not just like, oh, she'd forgotten to shave like for a couple of days it wasn't like five o'clock shadow kind of hair. Right. it was like she could plat it you know she the, could have, all natural. <laughs> it was completely au natural and it, i was so confused i mean i'm 15 anyway so i'm confused anyway that yeah. just made it i was even more i didn't know what to think i thought there's just so many things going on in my head but a great tune it's a, it's a very yeah. 80s song now did this was this a hit in the u.s uh, it was, um, yeah, it was, but I, I don't know how high it charted, uh, but this is one of the songs that I kind of looked at just because it is that quintessential kind of one hit wonder. Um, it, yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure how well it did. Again, I was two. Um, right, <laughs> you, don't have, of, you don't have to rub that you know, in, Brandon. <laughs> I meant 22. I was 22. <laughs> no, but for the sake of looking back and doing research, I didn't. Um, but uh, I'm pretty sure it was a pretty big hit here too, because it's still it is still played um, commercially here in shows and movies and, and commercials. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. But I, I'm 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 pretty sure that she was like a massive star in in Germany. In Germany, yeah. yeah, yeah. And I'd hits hit hit after hit, but uh, yeah, hairy armpits. <sighs> she doesn't need to worry about the checks from uh, from the UK or the US. She's got the no, German money. I'm sure. She, I'm sure she doesn't. <laughs> I'm sure she doesn't. I wonder if she's still got hairy armpits. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is 
is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. I I'll have to look on uh, Google and see if there's any pictures of her live now. I don't know. Recent photos. <laughs> yeah, you never know. You never know. Uh, give us your number five then, please, Brandon. Number five is a little bit different. Uh, it's one of those songs that just means something to me personally and to memories again. Um, it's spoken word for the most part, but it's uh, Boz Lerman's Everybody is Free to Wear Sunscreen. Yes. And he's another one of those people who you had brought up earlier who had uh, some critical commercial success with this song, but went on to, you know, <laughs> do so much more than this song. I mean, the guy's done, the guy's absolutely incredible and he's, he's so profound in what he does. And yeah, it's almost like this is an afterthought, but for me, this is a song that my mom loves. Um, and she's always, she's always pushing sunscreen still to this day. <laughs> uh, I'm 40 and she still asks me if I have sunscreen. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a great song and just really, I, yeah, I love it. It was such a different kind of song as well, wasn't it? It was like nobody... Now, is it Baz Luhrmann actually doing the talking on it? I don't think so. I think he just... Baz Luhrmann's Australian, isn't he? I think he's Australian. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, But yeah, it's just... It's one of those songs that... I'm not much for like self-help and that kind of thing, but it's one of those songs that I do feel people should just listen to from time to time. Because it's just... It's good reminders on... Don't sweat the small things. Just live your life. Yeah, it's um, <laughs> it's an experience to listen to that song because it's got some yeah. really trippy kind of music behind it. Yeah. But the actual lyrics, if you like, are um, unique. I think they're they're very interesting to listen to. Yeah, and as I've gotten older, more and more of them have rang true. Though you know, don't don't be cruel to your knees; they're the only ones you've got. Like yes. it, it, it's little things <laughs> like little life bits that, like, man, I should have paid attention. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, well, I just think it's it's just a good song to listen to. It's it's, it's wholesome. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, but above all, remember to wear sunscreen. That's the yes. thing. Yes, very, very good. Okay, my number five was uh, Video Killed the Radio Star by Buggles, which was your number 10. So we're back to you then, uh, Brandon, with your number four. All right, so my number four is uh, The Four Non-Blondes with What's Up. Right, yes. And everybody has heard this song and uh, hundreds of different remixes. And I mean, just, yeah, I, I, I love this song. And I, I just think where it came out in uh, 93 or 94, uh, as a 12-year-old or so, I just moved to Arkansas from San Diego. Um, nothing against the beautiful state of Arkansas, um, but I was depressed as a 12-year-old leaving San Diego and going to Arkansas. And I just remember this was one of those songs that I remember from San Diego. And... Um, it was also happened to be on the radio playing in the car about a year later uh, when my mom told us we were moving back to San Diego. And so it was just 
symbolic for me. And I just, yeah, every time I hear it, I, I turn it up and I smile. And it's also one of those songs where the title is always misquoted. Loads of people say yeah. this song's called What's Going On. What's Going On. And it's not. It's <laughs> called What's Up. And the other thing I can remember as well is watching the video and the, the, the lady, the female singer, mm-hmm. has got one of the biggest mouths I think I've ever seen in my life. Yes. <laughs> I think there was her and, her and Edie Brickell from Edie Brickell and the New Bohemians. They both had like oh. really big mouths. You've got to get those vocals out. I mean, you've got to. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And I thought to myself, that, I mean, she's got an amazing voice. Don't, yeah. It's just like, an, I'm like, it's again, chilled. I don't know. Whether, yeah, I don't know whether they're still going, whether they still tour or not. I have no idea, but... It's, it feels to me like it's one of those songs. It feels like a real simple song. It's like yeah. three, four chords, maybe. Yep. But it's got one of the greatest. I think it's got one of the greatest vocal performances, like in any song. It's, yeah. yeah, yeah. But it's great that it, it means like that so, so much to you. One song, one song by this band, and it means it, that it hits that spot. It's like it summarized a year of my life that. I didn't like, but I look back on it. I'm, I'm glad it happened. Like it's, it's that type of thing. Yeah. And it, it also summarized me getting the hell out of there and going back, going back home to San Diego. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's cool. That's really cool. Um, right. My number four, uh, I did mention this one in the, uh, um, in the, the facts that I was doing seasons in the sun by Terry Jacks. Now, I can now this was 1974 I think yeah this was 1974 I can remember listening to this song and it actually broke my heart cuz it's all about somebody that's going to die and or or somebody that's away from his his loved one and it's a it's a what they call them I think there's a name for it but it's a story song so you're you're listening to every lyric because it means something it's not just them repeating different things but it's all about starting off as a little child going on going to war uh, i think dying in the war it's just it's fucking heartbreaking yeah <laughs> but it was also I, I read today when i was doing a little bit of research i read today that it was also in the uk classed in the top five of worst songs of all time really and i love it i absolutely i'm I'm, te- I'm terrible <laughs> i'm a sucker for like a really soppy song um this song was also covered and went to number one with a boy band called westlife um oh, I, hate, I hate their version <laughs> this version's like the version that i like there was also a show i can't remember what it was called so once again terrible um <laughs> terrible sort of setting up for this but they used to take old songs and then make videos for them because they never had songs uh, never had videos and it was about this guy that was in a trench and he was looking at the pictures of his like wife and his daughter and oh it's just oh it's so it's like saving private ryan harrowing it's it's fucking terrible (laughs) supposed to be enjoying this as you're wiping tears (laughs) the thing is it's like the the song to me is sad enough but to have like like images of that when he's like i don't know whether he was he'd been shot or it just you just thought that he's dying because the the lyrics are saying that he's dying imminent yeah yeah it's oh my god it is it's like the first 20 minutes of saving private ryan it is that harrowing yeah but no it's <laughs> it's it's a lovely song it is a lovely song i haven't it is really not one it. of the five worst at all that, that, no. I, that... <laughs> no i mean there are there are plenty plenty more that are worse than right. that but um yeah i'm gonna sometimes you know that's that's another thing with music is sometimes it can do more damage than good um if it's <laughs> right. if it's like a really sad song yeah. You know, I've had it before with certain certain songs that it makes you not necessarily question things in your life, but it does make you, sometimes it makes you grateful for the things you've got in your life. Sometimes yeah. it makes you think about decisions you've made in your life. <laughs> Reminisce in a way you don't want to. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. And it's like you said about like that, um, which one was it? What's up? It took you back to a yeah. time in your life that wasn't necessarily happy, but it makes you think back on that time. And I suppose yeah. with anything, if you don't have those moments, then you're not the person that you are this particular moment, are you? It's all those moments right. are in your journey. Cool. We got very, yeah. very deep and heavy there. That's not like this show at all. Yeah. Can I, can I offset all that for a second? Of course you can. What was this with your number three? Yes. 
Um, so my note on this one uh, is just an uplifting and cheerful tune. There you go. <laughs> so it worked out okay. Uh, it's uh, Get What You Give by the New Radicals. Yes. Oh, yes. Now, and this one has no deep meaning to me, nothing. It's just a song that I just absolutely love to listen to a thousand times. And it's just catchy and fun. And yeah, just makes you kind of want to go out and move. Like, I don't know. It, it's, yeah, I just love it. Yeah, this, um, I think the guy um, that wrote this or that was the lead singer went on and wrote a couple of songs for, um, well, I think for a, f- a few people. He had a few hits with a guy called Ronan Keating in the UK okay. Um, okay. who he was also like a singer with Boyzone which was another uh, boy band from the sort of 90s 2000s okay. um, and he's definitely got a style because if you hear yeah. the hear the couple of songs that he wrote for this for Ronan Keaton they've got this sound to them definitely just kind of the upbeat but yeah. not overly poppy I guess or just yeah there's uh, yeah. Life is a Roller Coaster was one of them um, okay. and that was a really good tune I must admit, but uh, yeah, this is just, this is a bop. This is, yeah, yeah absolutely. And it's, I, it still holds up, but I mean, it's just, yeah, it's just one of my favorites. One Hit Wonder or not, it would be one of my favorites, like, just, yeah. Yeah. When we do these music ones, it's 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 a nightmare to play the song, because I end up then just, like, <laughs> listening to the song, and you, you forget. Silence. <laughs> yeah, 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 you lose, sort of lose track of everything. But that is a good one, yeah, yeah. I'll tell you what, the songs that we've picked, well, apart from maybe Shut Up Your Face and Kung Fu Fighting, we've, we've picked some really good tunes. Some really good yeah. tunes. Now, I've got one uh, for my number three, which is called January by Pilot. Now, it was a number one uh, in 1975. And so it always seems to me that this is two different songs. If you listen to the intro, it sounds like yeah. a real, like a real. 70s prog rock Boston um, journey that kind of yeah and then when the song starts it sounds very sort of mellow kind of folky yeah folky <laughs> kind of poppy yeah it's like it's two songs melded into one <laughs> but with this song this takes me back to when my dad had um, uh, like a it was a welding and fabricating business mm-hmm. and during the summer holidays if my mum was working, we'd have to go, I'd go and spend the morning like just stuck in his office. And there was a tape recorder with a tape on it. And I can always remember it had Barry White's version of just the way you are on it. And it had this song and there was another song that I can't remember what it was. And this song is one of those songs that takes me right back to that moment. Just in this grotty little office with oil and paper and stuff everywhere. And I'm just playing this, this like these two or three tracks over and over and over again. As much as I'm a Billy Joel fan, the Barry White version of Just The Way You Are, I think is fantastic. Those vocals, I'm trying, I'm trying to imagine. I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to do some research. Have, have you never heard that version? I don't think I ever have, no. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's still... I've heard a lot of Barry White, but I don't think I've heard... Yeah, I, I mean, of course. <laughs> yeah. Because he made it... I th- I'm, well definitely in the UK he made that a bigger hit than Billy Joel did because when wow. Billy Joel in 1984 I think that he did a, a a tour and he did a live show at Wembley which the BBC played live on on the TV before he played Just The Way You Are he introduced the song by saying this is not a Barry White song because everybody knew it as a Barry White song <laughs> so he, he he introduced that before he played just the way you are because you guarantee oh, people to go oh he's doing a Barry White he's cover. doing a cover <laughs> yeah bless him <laughs> but no he wanted to that's he great. wanted to get out in front of that um, uh, so yeah so that was my number three okay your number two please Brandon so my number two is uh, by a group called Blind Melon and it's No Rain and I don't know um, if that charted over there a lot it was a uh, it kind of came out during the grunge, excuse me, grunge kind of movement, um, but they were an LA-based group, um, and it's just the music video itself, the visuals of the music video are really what kind of resonate with me. Um, the song is great, but just the little girl in the honeybee outfit just dancing around, happy in a flower of or a field of sunflowers, like it's just, it's just a happy song. That definitely sounds familiar. And they are still, I found out, making music to this day. I believe. Really? <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, no, I've heard this one. Yeah, yeah. 
And it's just another one of those songs that's just upbeat and it kind of just played a point, played a part kind of in my, you know, age, whatever, age nine to 15, kind of that, that music uh, development stage. And, mm. You can definitely hear like the sort of Nirvana. Yeah. And I, I always assumed that they were from Seattle as well, because it kind of came out in that, that era with the, with the Nirvana's, with the, the STPs, the Pearl Jams, but um, yeah, they were LA based. I didn't know that until just recently. Oh, right. And, and so I don't know if that was a, a slap in the face at Seattle in the rainy weather or because <laughs> it's, it's a very uh, happy song and not a not more of a downer song like a lot of grunge tends to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going to say, it does sound very sort of positive and nice and light yeah. and bright uh, considering it's that sort of grunge, well, it's a grungy kind of... See, that's a good tune though. Yeah. Again, I didn't realize that's who it was. I've heard that before, definitely heard that before. Okay, and the video is something to look for then on that one. The video, the video is just—it's—it's it's silly. It's—I mean, I'll tell you what it is, and you'll still have to watch it. It's—it's it's, it's a little girl with, I think, with thick frame glasses on, dancing around in a honeybee costume in a flower field. But it just puts a smile on your face. It's just—it's just funny. It's catchy. It's happy. What more do you need? Yeah, it's—it's it's great. What more do you need? Okay, uh, my number two. Um, now this would have been my number one. If what I heard about number two, one, my number one, I didn't know was a one-hit wonder. So that's why that's number one. But this would have okay. been my number one. <laughs> that doesn't make any sense whatsoever. But you, but you I, know I got you. I got you. understand what I mean, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So uh, it's Pop Music by M, which, again, I did mention there was a little bit of the... Uh, thing that was, was it coming up? No, it isn't coming up. Right, let me press play there. It is probably one of the most 80s songs that you'll ever get. Um, yeah. Although it was 1979, but it was at the end of 79. So. And it's it's simple. It's got a great groove to it. It's um, got some of the best sort of talking, singing that you're ever going to get. And it's just got some... It's got moments in it that I think you've... Sometimes you find yourself saying those things... I don't know. I, I can't explain it. I think B five fo fum. I fee five fo fum. It's just bits in it that are just like have stuck with me for decades. You know, New York, yeah. London, Paris, <laughs> Munich. Everybody talk about mm, pop music. So you, you you can't you can't beat it. Um, talk about oh, it's just, yeah. It's just catchy. <laughs> it's so catchy, but they're only hit. They're only here. I think that that Robin Scott, who's the, the the lead singer, I think he had another version of it out that I don't think it did very well. But uh, but yeah, that was got to number two. That one got to number two wow. in nineteen seventy nine. I, I feel like um, VH one the the MTV. I guess you guys have VH one there too, right? Yeah, yeah, or, yeah, yeah. So VH one used to do a show called Pop Up Video, and I feel like they either used that or sampled that as their theme song to pop up. And I was always like. I didn't know it was a real song when I was a little kid when I was watching that. And I, I, yeah, so catchy. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I think it's been used a lot in, in like commercials and and different bits and pieces, but, but yeah, I'm pretty sure there was some program on one of the music channels that had that as a, as a theme, as a theme tune. Yeah. Um, Right. Before we get to our number ones, um, Brandon, do you want to give us a quick rundown of your 10 to two and then I'll do the same. All right, at number 10, I had uh, The Buggles, Video Killed the Radio Star. Number nine, Chumbawamba, Tub Thumping. Number eight, Our Beloved Los Del Rio with Macarena. Seven, Space Hog in the Meantime. Six was Dirty Vegas with Days Go By. Five, Bob Lerman's Everybody is Free to Wear Sunscreen. Uh, four is Four Non Blondes with What's Up. Three, New Radicals, You Get What You Give. And two, Blind Melon, No Rain. Excellent. And mine is number 10 was the one and only Chesney Hawks. Nine, shut up of your face, Joe Dolce. Eight, somebody that I used to know, Gauthier. Seven, Kung Fu fighting my cars, I guess. Six, <laughs> 99 Red Balloons by Nana. Five, Video Killed the Radio Star Buggles. Four, Seasons in the Sun, Terry Jacks. Three, January and Pilot. And two, Pop Music by M. So, Brandon, what is your number one? One hit wonder. My number one uh, was a one hit wonder here in the States. I don't believe uh, it was over there, but it is Bittersweet Symphony by The Verve. 
Wow. Yeah, that's one of the ones that I had. N- I could not believe that they haven't had yeah. another hit in the in the US. Yeah, it, um, it, it's I. It's possibly in a tie with "Gimme Shelter" by the Stones. It's possibly my most listened to song ever. Like it's it's one of my top two. Maybe it's not number one. Um, and it just it's so far so far surpassed anything else that was listed as a one hit wonder here in the U.S. that I was kind of coming across and. Yeah, I just, I've always loved the song. I don't know why, if it was Cruel Intentions, which I liked, uh, what, I don't have a reason. I just, I love it. And we'll always love it. Yeah. And it's kind of ironic that they sampled a cover of a Stone song as well when making it. Like, it kind of goes full circle. But it's, it, yeah, I, I just, great song. Yeah. And I think they, I don't think they make any money out of that song, do they? All the money goes to Keith Richards and Mick Jagger. So they just, so the, the part that was sampled was an orchestral cover of uh, The Last Time by The Stones. Yes. And they got clearance from the, uh, the orchestra that covered The Last Time, but they didn't get clearance from The Stones until I think like 2018 or something like that. So I think they're getting royalties now, but The Stones finally signed off. Right. Uh, Mick, Mick and Keith finally said, okay, I think we have enough money. You can, <laughs> yeah. you can have the rights to it. You can have the rights to a cover from our song. But Yeah, you would yeah. think after charging $500 or whatever it is for a ticket for a gig, <laughs> they, would, they would let them have that. But yeah, and a, right. a great video as well. One, one, yeah. A really, really good video where he's just walking down. One there. shot, right? I think so, like yeah. It's, it's the fact yeah. he's walking down the street and banging into people is, and then all of a sudden <laughs> it gets to the point where people are mo- moving out of their way. Yeah. So that he can just carry on. Richard Ashcroft is, yeah, he's really, really good. Some of his solo stuff is fantastic. If you ever get a chance to hear it. I, I do like a lot of his other stuff. I just, I guess kind of the explanation you had on your last song, I was kind of surprised that this is the only one that charted here. That's yeah. like, I, that's why it immediately went to number one for me. Yeah. Well, it's funny you say that because with, for me, my number one is the same, but obviously looking at it from a UK point of view. Now I didn't realize, or I did realize that obviously John Denver is massive in the U S I didn't realize that he only ever had one hit in the UK. Oh, wow. Only ever had one hit and it was Annie's song by John Denver. Now I love that song. Anyway, that was in my top 10 songs that make you cry. I think. And I just couldn't believe when I, I I looked at it and I thought, well, that can't be right. So I had to go through loads of different websites just to check up his discography. And yeah. I think he ended up having one other song that got to like number 72 about 10 years later, but every other wow. song just never charted. And you think of like leaving on a jet plane was a massive song for Peter, Paul and Mary, I think over here, mm-hmm. um, take me home country roads, it's just yeah. crazy that he never had another another hit, let alone... I mean, this was number one. So his only hit he had in the UK was a number one. Wow. But I was listening to a podcast today with, um, called the the Chart Show podcast where they top, top of the Pops was the, the big um, music show in the UK, TV okay. show for, for, for decades. And they always take an episode and then they go through it like, with a fine tooth comb and Annie's song by John Denver was on it and they were slagging the song off wow. something bad. They were really, really going at it saying how John Denver is terrible. And I was, I was nearly turned the podcast off because I thought that's not fair. <laughs> it's such a good song. It is such a beautiful, beautiful song. <laughs> and I love John Denver's voice. Um, yeah. and I honestly can't believe that that was the only hit that he had. Yeah, in that's the crazy. That's, that's wild. Yeah, considering he, he wrote so many great songs. But yeah. But there you go. So that's my number one. Uh, we've done the top tens. Let's just go through some of these honourable mentions. Uh, Lisa Buchanan says, uh, Love, Come On Eileen by Dex's Midnight Runners. Yeah. See, that's another one. Just one hit in the UK, uh, in the US yeah. and UK. Yeah. You know, they're sort of, they're legendary. Steal My Sunshine by Len. Uh, yeah, when I was, was looking, <laughs> yeah, when I was looking at the list by Rolling Stone and the others, I was surprised to see "Take on Me" by Aha. I could have sworn they had hit after hit, but couldn't find any, uh, another of their songs that I remember well. Not saying a lot. I'm an OAP. 
No, you're not, Lisa, for goodness <laughs> sake. Uh, Kit Torbin says, takes me back to village hall dances of my Lincolnshire life every time. Number one, just about all over the world, Spirit in the Sky by the unlikely yeah. rocker name Norman Greenbaum. Norman Greenbaum. True one hit wonder with only one more song, Canned Ham, that reached 46 in the US only. Daniel, uh, sorry, Dawn Sardella Ayres. I don't want to say Daniel. Uh, I will sternly wag a finger and remind everyone that AHA is not a one-hit wonder. If you'd like to register for my course, Intro to AHA, more than hunting high and low, you can learn this and other important AHA facts. Thank you very much for that, Dawn. Karen Clark says, Ricky Valance, tell Laura I love her. Uh, I know it's really corny. No, it's a great song. Modesto Valenzuela says, come on, Eileen, Dex's Midnight Runners. Andy Beaton, Rumble by Link Ray, having the first major use of a distorted guitar brought forth rock, loads of kick-ass rock and roll. Okay, I've never heard of that one before. Jen Berg says, got to be Breakfast at Tiffany's by Deep Blue Something. Yeah. Still a bop, 30 years. That can't be 30 years old. Yes. No. <laughs> it was 90, 93. That I had, is I had ridiculous. Moved to Arkansas, I specifically remember. Yeah, and that's a great song. That was probably like an 11 or 12 for me. That was so but, close. That can't, no, I've got, that cannot be 30 <laughs> years old. That is crazy. Thank you anyway, Jen. Uh, Rick Tyndall said, Bitch, Meredith Brooks, Sweetheart, Frankie and the Knockouts, Black Betty, Ram Jam, uh, and Smoking in the Boys Room, the Brownsville Station. Uh, Audrey Pearson said, Groovers in the Heart, D-Light. Nikki oh. Dennis uh, said, Obsession by Animotion. My brother bought that single. I'm sure he brought bought that single. Um, were they a one hit wonder in the UK also? I they, they were. were, they yeah, were oh, they, I thought, okay, I thought they had more. Okay. Yeah, no, that, that that's right. the only song. Well, the only song I can remember them ever getting in the chart with. But yeah, and again, that's another like classic eighties. It sounds yeah. like an eighties song. Yep. with that booming sort of drums and the and the synths going uh, and Danny Harris said there's about 100 one it wonders from the garage psych era uh, that I would love to shout out about but how about fastball the way or yeah. semsonic closing time <laughs> so in America in the UK semsonic had closing time and also secret smile was another song so I could have, I would have had Semsonic if Closing Time was their only song, but for us, they they had another hit. So, um, Groove is in the Heart by D Light that Audrey said. That's another great tune. That's, yeah, what a bop that is. That's it, Brandon. We've done it. Very good. We've done it. That's it. <laughs> um, I I need to go and do loads of editing now to get rid of my <laughs> to get rid of my number. What was it? My number nine and my number seven, and try and think of something extra to put in. So when people look at it on the on the YouTube, that my my it's gonna look like I've dubbed it. My voice will be saying something <laughs> that my mouth is not. So yeah, I'm sure it will be fine. We've said worse on this podcast, I'm sure. <laughs> and look, uh, we're still on the air. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, people have been cancelled for a hell of a lot worse, haven't they? I'm sure they have. I mean, you know, well, we shall see. So, um, so any more trips planned? Nope. Uh, out of vacation time for the foreseeable future. Oh, right. okay. <laughs> uh, I'm going to try and get back that way. Um, probably 20 late 2023. Um, just to see my, my buddy. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll see. I'll let you know if I am. <laughs> Absolutely. You make sure you do. Um, right. Before we say goodbye, uh, let me go through this. Let's see. I've got, I've got Neil's jobs to do as well. So I've got to make sure <laughs> I get these right. So you can follow us on all, follow us on all the social medias at top 10 pods. If you want to email us, you can at top10pods at hotmail.com and then come and give us ideas for top 10s. Uh, just get in touch with us. Tell us what we got wrong. Tell us what else should have been in the top 10 of uh, One Hit Wonders. Uh, you can join us on patreon.com forward slash top 10 pods as Brandon and so many other people have done, which is very, very nice of you. You can get all the different rewards, including video playlists. Uh, you get your little badge. You get your... Um, I honestly cannot remember now all the stuff that you get, but there's loads of stuff. Go to patreon.com forward slash top 10 pods. And there are different rewards for different tiers. Uh, but anything that you, you do, it just helps us out. We're only a very, very small little podcast. It literally keeps the lights on. So thank you so much for that. You can come and subscribe, rate and review the podcast on Apple podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, uh, 
I add little bits of video and 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 other little bits and pieces on the YouTube channel. So please come and subscribe to that. Uh, that's it, Brandon. It's been an absolute pleasure to see you once again. I mean, I know this time it's only on a TV screen. I can't. It'll, it'll have to do for now. It'll have to do for now. <laughs> yeah, I'll, you know, but there, there's always a. I was going to say there's a Brandon size hole in my life, but that ding, sounds, ding. I've, I've got, there's my bell. I've got to ding that. There you go. I'm going to give you a ding for that, Brandon. <laughs> I hope you're feeling better soon. I mean, I know you're, you're you. back to work tomorrow, but, but get yourself fighting fit. Um, so that's it. Thank you very much, Brandon. Of course. Thank you so much for having me. It's been great. Been a Thank lot of fun. You. Thank you very much, Neil, wherever you are. Please, I hope you just get, get, yourself, get yourself better. Uh, thank you very much for watching and listening, and let's start the countdown. 10, 